This morning is our family service. Um, I love I love Thanksgiving Thanksgiving service as a time for all of us to kind of slow down and we get to hear from the family. And so here in about 10-15 minutes, I'm going to invite you if God lays it on your heart. And this is a Holy Spirit thing, so this isn't a guilt thing. If God lays it on your heart, is there something that you're thankful for that God has done in this past year? And uh, just be preparing for that. You don't have to stand if you don't want to. You don't have to look at anybody. You can look straight down. Um, so, because I know speaking in public can be absolutely terrifying. So you can just stay where you are and we'll go to you. But just be praying and, and saying, God, do you want me to just share a, a, a story, a brief story? And so uh, two things to just keep in mind as you do it is, Please keep it on the shorter side because there, may be, there is going to be other people that want to share. And then keep it um, on, the, on the spectrum of, you know, the TMI spectrum. So try to keep it on the, the not the TMI over here, but like enough to let us know what's going on, but not enough to go, wow, that's more than we needed to know what was going on. So somewhere in there, um, that'd be great. We're family, right? I can say that. Is that all right? Okay, good. Uh, so today, we're just gonna, I'm going to read some scriptures here, um, and there's this theme with the songs you're hearing, the goodness of God, and I just kind of want to talk about God's goodness as kind of a backdrop um, to the ways that we could be thankful. And there, there's multiple times in scripture you, you see these um, moments where God's people just say, God is so good. He's so good over and over again. In Psalm 23, it's a famous one. That's the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Well, right at the end, it says this. It says, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, this is family Sunday, so we got kids here. So the sermon, and this sermon, I don't know whether this talk, short talk, going to pull in kids too into this, all right, kids? So, but this word, follow me all the days of my life, that word follow, actually, you know, in, in your mind, you're thinking, how far back is God's goodness? Like, is there a delay to God's goodness? Like, it's a year, he, he's trying to catch up, you know, a year, or maybe he's a mile back, and, and he just never keeps up with us. His goodness is always trying to, and that's not what the word is. The word is actually pursue, and and literally in pursuit of to catch. And he's saying, surely God's goodness will pursue me and catch me all the days of my life. Now, we're God's kids, right? We're, we're, we're his kids. He says we're his children. And I want you to go ahead and stand up, Randy. So I've got Micah right here on Randy's shoulders. Everybody say hi to Micah. <laughs> so imagine Micah trying to outrun his dad. Is Micah ever going to outrun Randy? Well, at this age, no. Micah can't outrun Randy. Micah might think he can. Thanks, Randy. You can sit down. Thanks, Micah. But what happens when little kids try to outrun, outrun parents, right? Mom and dad, they run, and mom and dad just kind of pretend, oh, this is so cute, and I'm chasing you, and they're like, ah! And the goodness of God is like Randy and Micah. Randy is always going to catch his son. It's not even a question that Randy can't catch his son. And that's the goodness of God. Surely goodness and mercy will pursue you all the days of your life. That's God's goodness. 
And the guy who wrote that was David, which is interesting because David ran. David ran a lot. He was always running from Saul. And he said this, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me, will chase me, will pursue me my whole life. He knew what it meant to run. And yet he's writing this going, no, God's mercy, his goodness is going to catch me. In Nahum, it says this about God's goodness. It says this, the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knows those who trust in him. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knows those who trust in him. Hey, kids, you, you like building forts? Yeah, I love building forts. I remember building forts when I was a kid, these big things that would stretch all over my bedroom or down in the family room until mom said we had to clean it up and tear it down, which is so sad. But it feels good. You're like building this huge thing, and you can just imagine how big it is and what it could do. And the, the Jewish or the, the nation of Israel saw Jerusalem, and they built these huge walls, and they would run inside of the walls, like the walls went in a complete circle around the city of Jerusalem, and they could run inside the walls when the enemies or when bad people came, and they would feel safe. And he says this, David says this, the goodness of God is like a fort, only a huge fort that no one can ever break down. A stronghold, a fort, when things are hard, when it feels like people are after us. That's the goodness of God. It's never been conquered. Psalm 31 says this, Oh, how great is your goodness, which you've laid up for those who fear you, which you've prepared for those who trust in you in the presence of sons of men. You shall hide them in the secret place of your presence from the plots of man. You shall keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. So these two verses are about the goodness of God. Last time, or the, the previous verse talked about how God's goodness is like a fort, a stronghold. This one is, is God's goodness is like a secret place. Anybody like to play hide and seek? Like you love to play hide and seek? Anybody have like a place in your house that nobody knows? Like you could hide there and nobody would find you? Oh yeah. Isn't that like the best? And then when somebody like walks right by you and they can't see you and you're like, ah, that's so awesome. And you don't want to laugh out loud, but it's so cool and they're so close. And then they, it's such a good hiding place that everybody gives up. And you're like, yeah. I love, I love hiding places. Our old building had the best hiding places. There were places in there that nobody should ever have gone, but it was legendary for all the hiding places in there. It was a great place to play hide-and-seek and and sardines back in the day. I love a good hiding place. God says this. I I love this. You know who's writing this? It's this grown-up. See, grown-ups don't actually grow up out of wanting to hide. We all have these moments where we wish we could just hide from it all. And this guy says, God's goodness is like the best hiding place you could ever imagine. Nothing can touch you there. Not in his goodness. 
His goodness will always keep us hidden. It's a grown-up that's writing this. It's not some, it's not some student child. It's a grown-up saying, I still want to be in a place that's secret and hidden. My heart, I just, I want to be, I want to hide from it all. And God says, come to me. I'll hide your heart. Nobody will get it. Nobody will find it. And I love the idea of God's goodness because God's goodness is something that is eternal. It is his character. It's an attribute. It's his character. It's something that does not change. So God isn't good when he feels like it only. God is good in all that he does. God can never stop being good. He's perfectly good. He can do only good. And so in these next few moments, um, obviously Thanksgiving's a time to stop and, and to look back on a year and to just reflect. And how has God been good to you? What has he done this past year? To take the moment, uh, let's take a moment and do that. And we're going to do this as just a family. Um, this never gets old, hearing people's hearts and what God has done. Psalm 107 says this, Oh, that men and women would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works to the children of men, for he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Oh, that you and I would give thanks. And if the Spirit's leading you right now, just during this time, let's just give thanks to him. Let's, let's let it be known, like to declare his praise among his family and say, this is how God's been good, and, or I want to thank God for this. And to, to get this started, I want to invite Matthias Sovine to come up. Um, Matthias has been a part of our church for, I think, 12 years. Um, was in the youth group back in the day. Everybody say hi to Matthias. Hello. So um, most of you may not know his journey, um, and I just thought he's getting towards the end of this journey. And, uh, and I just, I think it would be really good for you guys just to hear what Matthias has been through over the last, I don't know how many years. But he uh, was born with a cleft lip. And uh, because of that, how many surgeries have you had? According to my mom, 20 plus. So. They kind of lost count, but it's over yeah. 20. Over 20 surgeries to do corrective uh, things. Um, you've had braces for how long? Uh, it's, got, it's more than, so 13 minus one, so 12. 12 years yeah. of, your, uh, of braces. Anybody have braces? Kids, you have braces? Don't you hate it when something hits it and your lip gets, yeah, I had like three or four years, it's awful. 10 or 12 years of that. Um, you just got finished with a surgery. Um, like it was the kind of like the mother of all surgeries. Like yeah. it was the grand poobah. Yeah. So you want to describe it to him? Sure. Um, so they, this just happened in August. Yeah. Um, they broke my jaw, my upper jaw, um, and moved it. Um, so they had these two screws attached to it that came out of my uh, nasal cavities. Um, and they move my upper jaw 17 millimeters. Um, and so they screwed these two things into the bone 
to create the anchor to pull the jaw forward. Yeah. And so you were tightening this, and it was coming out of your skin. Yeah. They were tightening this every week for like three months or something? Every day, twice a day for four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That was just, you know, surgery number whatever, 20 yeah. plus. Um, and so you couldn't eat solids for three months. Yeah. You were on liquid diet, basically. Yeah. Um, favorite liquid? I You're probably, sick of liquid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the reason, one of the reasons I'm bringing him up is uh, he won't ever share this stuff. He just doesn't do that. He's a low-key guy. In fact, he was so low-key in the second or first service that a couple people who know him actually stood up and, and said, well, this is what you need to know about him because he just won't, he just won't talk. That's just not Matthias. He's not, he's not that kind of a guy. So this is just out of character to have him force him to do this. But uh, So you're growing up as a kid. What was one of the overall, you're struggling as a kid. What was one of those struggles as you went through? Yeah, so I'll share the same one I did in the first service. Um, one of the things I, uh, I felt alone in was, um, I think through elementary school specifically, I would spend, I'd have to leave school uh, for a few hours and go into speech therapy um, and just felt alone in that. And I was like one of those kids that like, I'll raise my hand to do anything. Um, but one thing I always hated in a class was uh, reading in front of a class. I just felt like I could not enunciate, could not, I would pause on a word that I knew how to say and people would say it, like people in the class not, not being mean would read the word for me because they, they just weren't helping me out. But I just felt like, oh, I can't do this. And alone um, in that, yeah. like the overwhelming feeling. Yeah. It wasn't just that I didn't want to read, it was I couldn't uh, as well as I can do these other things. So, and then yeah. you get into high school, it's a different, a different struggle. What was, yeah. what was the thing you were working through in high school? Um, just, well, um, trying to think. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, there were, I mean, just with that and how that played a role in my life, I was always, yeah, I mean, it's impacted me a lot. So um, in high school, I found myself ending up going after other things like grades and things like that as a way to prove value. Like, this wasn't going to hold me back. Yeah. Um, so I had to for, be the best I mean, the smartest one there was. So that was, I mean, part of the struggle. Also with uh, braces, uh, like in middle, sc middle school and uh, fifth and sixth grade, everybody's starting to get their braces, and they're like, oh, this is so cool. And then I was like, well, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's gone past the cool. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we passed that about four years. Yeah. yeah. So you're sitting on this side of it almost completely done. Braces are coming off here really soon. Yeah. And Lord willing, you will be finished. Yeah. Uh, what do you say, like looking back on God's goodness and just being thankful, what, what would you say today if like this is what I would say about God? Yeah, so I think it is his faithfulness uh, that I'm thankful for. Uh, especially, 
specifically with this last surgery, um, with every one of them, it's always a trust uh, thing. Like I've got, not a have to, but um, trusting him in the moments that terrify me the most, which is the five minutes that you spend aware in the operating room, those, those moments are the things that still give me nightmares. I don't have concerns about anything else in my life like, like that. Um, and um, with this last surgery, it was, I knew my face was going to change, um, and it was trusting God for that. I mean, I looked at my, myself in the mirror today, and it's like, whoa, like, you look different. Like, you know, so just like this whole idea of with every step there's been, I'm, I'm going to trust him in this, and he's been faithful every time. And I don't doubt that he'll be faithful with this. So, yeah. thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. No yeah. And uh, Matthias is also serving with uh, Reality 139, our youth ministry. And he's just one of these guys. The more you get to know him, you're like, please just hang out with my kids. Like, just rub off. Um, just what you have, that, that presence of God. And he's one of many of the sponsors that work with our youth ministry that are just that kind of a quality. So um, now it's your turn. So just raise your hand when you want to share anything, and we'll be good with the awkward silence until that happens. So I just want to take a moment, and um, my name is Rob, and uh, I just want to, this is a surprise I actually get to do this, but God is so, so, so good. Um, thank, Thanksgiving, it's not a day, not anymore, it's a life. Mm. It's a life of Thanksgiving, you know. Um, the most, I just want to let you all know that yeah, I'm here by myself, I've been here by myself for a year. And uh, we talk about family. Freshwater is a family. And I am so thankful. Um, but the most important thing that I'm thankful for to our Lord and Savior is that I'm 55 years old. And he waited. And he waited. And he waited for me. Every, every day. 365 days a year. 55 years it took me to... <laughs> to come to Christ. Thank you, Lord. Because you could have taken me. I had a heart attack five years ago. You could have taken me then. I could have been dead. I could have been in hell. And he said, please, he kept asking me, please, please come back to the cross. Thank you, Lord. So I'm thankful that, that our Lord gives us the chance every day we wake up to make a decision to follow him Amen. I have to do this <clears throat> because I promised God I would. Um, about four months ago, I ended up with a, a back issue out of nowhere. Uh, not that I haven't had some issues over the years, but um, it was severe pain. I think Pastor Scott even expressed it to you in his pain similar to his, 
uh, on a scale of one to 10, I was probably a seven to a 10, 24 seven. Um, I have never experienced pain like that before. I had called a friend uh, about the surgery that I was about to have and uh, I was really nervous about it, more so than when I had my open heart surgery. Um, I just didn't quite have the confidence because it was a selfish reason. It was like, God, what if I end up in a wheelchair? And um, it was, uh, his question to me was, well, don't you trust me? And so I questioned my own faith about it. And I said, okay, God, whatever it is that you have for me, I'm willing to accept that because you have a reason for it and a purpose. I asked for confirmation from him a couple of weeks before my surgery, and I ran into the alms <laughs> uh, who had s s several surgeries with the same surgeon uh, just after his service, just meeting him, Mike and uh, his wife. And um, the second thing that I did was the Sunday before my surgery, um, I knew Pastor Scott had gone through this, and I just needed to talk to him to confirm what, what should I expect. And I said, okay, God, he's way up in front, and I'm way in the back, and there's no way I can get there. Would you please send him back to me? And as soon as service was over, if you ever tried to catch Pastor Scott after a service, it's almost impossible. Whatever. <laughs> Not that he doesn't want to talk to you. It's just that everybody has, nah, has got him. But anyway, uh, I'm not supposed to go that deep. No. <laughs> TMI. Uh, to, make, to make it as quickly as possible, um, someone came up to me and started talking to me immediately after service. And out of the corner of my eye, I caught Pastor Scott right there in my face. And it was like, thank you, God. And we talked, and he prayed. When I woke up from surgery, I had absolutely no pain in my hip or my leg, none, and I haven't had it since. I've had surgical pain, but that's pretty much over, and after the fourth day, I was, went completely off all of my, my um, pain medication. And I also promised God that evening, yeah, Lord, I trust you and I'll give you honor, all the honor and the praise for it. And that's exactly what I'm doing right now. It was God who gets the glory and whatever the future holds, maybe I don't know, but like the song says, I know who holds my hand. Amen. Thanks, Ken. I'm used to standing up. You know, it's a miracle. It's an absolute miracle in my life that I believe everything in Psalm 23. All the days of my life, I know God's mercy has been with me. In all the days that I have left in my life, God's mercy will be with me. And when you grow old and you don't die, like I am right now, <laughs> you've had the tribulations. I've had the tribulations in my life, and God has never forsaken me. And you know one thing I know, the reason I exist is not because of my performance, because I always was a poor performer. But one thing I know, 
God's grace has been sufficient, and I am Amen. deeply grateful for that. Okay, my um, two years ago, you know, my daughter and I's relationship has been very fractious and a lot of um, turmoil in it. And two years ago, I had decided to um, just walk away from the relationship for a while and let God heal me. Even, you know, no matter what with her went on, I had to heal, let him heal me. Well, flash forward two years, you know, because I stay in prayer for my child. Um, but the real good news is my thanks to God is this. She was, she actually came over to my house yesterday. We had a lunch together. We um, just uh, worked together. And... So my, my other praise is that I actually got to talk about God and my faith in him to her. And that had not happened for 12 years. Um, so that's, to me, that speaks of God and how great he is to, in, in my life, to not only change me, but to heal me to the point where he moved in me yesterday with my daughter and in such a mighty way that um, I just can't even describe it. Um, it was so peaceful. It, I was able to love on my daughter um, now in such a changed way. And that's what I want to thank God today for. We've had quite a year. We've had um, answered a prayer. My husband and I had been praying for our youngest daughter, Summer Hartzler. As many of you know, we've been praying for over 30 years for the Lord to bring her a spouse, a mate. And we saw that answer um, this past April. Shandoru uh, came back to the States and got married. So we're, we're so thankful for that. Um, answered a prayer after many years of um, asking and tears. And just so thankful that, you know, God sought to bring Doru into her life. His timing is perfect, and we're very thankful. And then right before the wedding, my husband started presenting with serious back issues and pain. And we knew our daughter, Amber, was going to be having surgery in July for the exact same thing. They both needed spinal fusions in their back. So very thankful. My husband's went really well. He recovered very quickly. And we're very thankful for that. Amber was another story. She had complications resulting in us making an emergency trip to Nebraska. And once again, I want to thank the church for stepping in and helping us make that possible because my husband had been off work for seven weeks, was planning on going back, and this all happened with our daughter. And his employer was very gracious to say, yes, you can take another week yet. And the church stepped in with funding, and so we were able to make a flight out to Nebraska. Weren't sure what we would find, but we're very thankful that the Lord brought her through it. Um, she had had blood clots in her lungs, and we just weren't sure what we would find when we got out there. So God brought her through that. She's 
since July, she's, she's doing much better. She's still not fully recovered yet, but she's making progress, so we're very thankful for that. So it's been a, <laughs> a whirlwind of the last six months, but um, God brought us through it. So. Hi, this is really out of my comfort zone and my boys. <laughs> um, I'm just so grateful for this place for, um, and I hope this serves as an encouragement for those who have kids here and youth here, but um, we're just so grateful, I'm so grateful for the people who pour into my boys' lives and um, I think as a parent, you pray for that, people to come alongside you and um, just minister to your kids and Pastor Jake and Len and Justin and um, Don, many of you have been so good to them and for a mom's heart, that is just all you want. You want people to help strengthen their walk with God and just be authentic and um, care for them. So I'm grateful. Thanks, Kristen. Yeah. Um, I've been praying for nine years um, for some reasons that are that don't need to be shared. I have not seen my children. And this year, my father passed away, and I felt the need to get a hold of my children. And they, um, I have been able to see my oldest daughter and give her a hug. And I know that my other two are okay. And God answered prayers in so many ways. The day before Thanksgiving, I received a letter in the mail from my daughter, Andrea. And um, I opened it. And before I could read anything else, all I saw was mom. And I thanked God so much that she put mom Someone shared these verses with me that have helped me in the waiting of how long this takes because you don't want to rush things. It says, I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. I don't really like talking about this, but uh, 
my mother's got Alzheimer's. And there's so many people in this church that have helped take care of my mother. And most people wouldn't say that it's a blessing to be unemployed, but I've been off about six months this year, and I'm so thankful yeah. for the time that I've been able to spend with her. And to have a wife that is so understanding. I'm just thankful for the people that God has put in my life to come alongside me. One last one, yeah, Krista. I was trying to sit in my seat and God said, no, it's time for you to stand up. I feel like I stand up every single time you do this. So, um, this year has been a whirlwind <clears throat> for me and my girls. Um, a lot of things have happened, but uh, the biggest thing that happened this year that just tore me down, and a lot of you know this, is for the past six years, we've been really close, like close, like family blood without being family blood, just family through God with the Gilbreths. And um, life and God took them to Texas. And I'll tell you what, I've never felt that pain of losing family. It just felt like I lost everything when they moved. But I'll tell you what, God has just been so good so comforting you know i prayed and prayed and prayed yes i know a lot of people from this church but i've never felt so loved as i do here and i always have but you guys have just came right beside me and i thank you all all of you thank you There's a psalm that says, um, chapter 34, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man, or blessed is the woman who trusts in him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And we're going to transition just into our time of communion. And I can't think of a better way to taste and to see that the Lord is good than to just reflect on his death, his sacrifice for us. Um, and to just to say thank you again. Just thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you've done for us. Um, and so as you, uh, as you pass this out, if those who are serving or those who are serving community, if you can come down at this point.